0: Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And today's show is brought to you by Run for PR's Coaching. Run for PR's Coaching helps runners of all abilities discover their inner strength and potential. They understand how difficult it can be to juggle training, family, career, and other pursuits and are excited to help support you in your athletic journey. While pushing you to new heights, Run for PR's coaches work with athletes from all over the world through an online coaching platform that allows them to schedule your workouts, review your runs, communicate feedback, and hold you accountable. All their coaches are Boston Marathon qualifiers with years of coaching experience, and they're excited to work with you. You can learn more at run the number 4 PRS. Dot C-O. That's run4prs.co. You can also find them on Instagram along with like 75,000 other people. They have so many followers at run4prs. And if you go and fill out their online questionnaire, which holds you to nothing, it's just for informational purposes, make sure you let them know that you found out about them on the Rambling Runner podcast. So today's show is with my friend Lindsay. Mick Swain. Lindsay is somebody who first of all, she's just a really, really good person. I've gotten to know her pretty well over the last year and a half. She is such a goofball. She's one of my favorite people to follow on instagram. Her posts like her running posts are very you know by the book like you it was what you'd expect if you follow someone who you know kind of kind of you know has their running life in kind of like blog format on Instagram. But her stories, on the other hand, are absolutely hilarious. She is an extremely funny person. I was excited to get her on the show, not only because of that, but because she has had a marathon progression over the past couple of years, which I think a lot of people would view as their as their dream scenario now. These things are never a dream. They're never without hurdles. It's not linear. Even if the times look linear, it's never quite linear. It doesn't feel that way for just about anybody. And I couldn't wait to talk to her because she just ran a 306 marathon. And this is somebody who, you know, two years ago wasn't even thinking anywhere along those lines. And it's just amazing to me to see her, her work so hard to get there. And even with that, she plays down her speed all the time. This is a woman who called me like six months ago and like wanted tips for her five K. I'm like, You're faster than I am. Why are you taking tips from me? But anyway, she's really fun. I really enjoyed our conversation. So here's the episode with Lindsay McSwain. Hello Lindsay and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. Hi, Matt. How's it going?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for coming on this show. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: No, it's great. And hey, I got to be honest with you. I've been excited to talk to you because I swear to God, you're like the funniest person that I follow <laughs> on Instagram with the stories. Like, you're just like endless comedic material.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have lots of fun.
0: Yeah, man. So, like, I was just thinking, like, a couple of things, like, the McCurdy cutouts were hysterical. Obviously, recently, you do you're doing the fastest farts, which is, like, just, like, too much. And, like, your whole running out of gas, your whole running out of gas IG story, like, it's just too much sometimes. Like, I, like, I need to take a break, like, mid-story scroll just to, like, catch my breath.
1: I know. I'm always, like, I feel bad for my husband because this is, like, real-life everyday struggles for me.
0: <laughs> now, has that always and, and been if- your style? Has it always been your style? Have you always been, like, you know... Up the humor, like whenever possible?
1: Yeah, I'm a jokester for sure. Yeah, for sure. My kids get sick of it. I'm always doing stuff to them and they're like, Mom, knock it off. Mom, you're not even funny.
0: Oh, what do you do to them? That's great. I got to start incorporating some of that in my life.
1: Okay, so like when I was pregnant with Lakey, Hagen hated my stomach. So I would like pull my shirt up and I'd walk into the room with my belly showing and he would just like, he he I don't know he was just so gross out he'd be like oh sick mom you're disgusting or like I've hid under their beds to scare them or like April Fool's I put um we were in Hawaii and I made them cookies and I told them they were macadamia nut chocolate chips but I put garlic cloves in them I'm like recording them eating them. They're like, what is that, mom? I'm like, oh, it's just macadamia nuts. It's really good. Try it. (laughs) So they're like biting into these garlic cloves and they're like, oh, you're not funny.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm always doing something. So did you get that on video? You got that on video, the the garlic clove chocolate chip cookies? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to share that.
1: I've got them all on video. (laughs) Yeah, we have so, fun at our house. Well, at least I have fun at my house.
0: Well, you got quite a big crew hanging out at your house.
1: Yeah, we do. We've got we we'll, we have five at home, but we have seven kids, so big family.
0: Big family. Now, did you envision at like you know, say when you and your husband got together, or say you know, twenty years ago, did you envision having this kind of big family? Like, did you come from one?
1: Um. So, we both come from four kids, but we're blended. Did you know that we're a blended family?
0: I didn't. Actually, I'm... if I did, I forgot. I, probably, yeah. I apologize.
1: No, it's, it's fine. So, he had, um, he had the three older kids, and then I had the two middle kids, and then the two littles that you see are ours together. So, he's adopted mine. I've adopted his. Our oldest is 23, and she has two babies. So, I like to joke that I'm the hottest grandma you've ever seen <laughs> <Just> <laughs> because it's weird that I'm a grandma but you know whatever so so yeah we're blended and they call me all mom they call him dad and so I don't ever this is his this is mine unless people are like wait you have a 23 year old how old are you
0: right and and what are you, you? are you 37 yeah 36 uh- Oh, 36 okay yeah. all right yeah so yeah that 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 does potentially describe you know need some some context I'm so, just yeah. on the street it like wait you had a kid at 13 and yeah like... and
1: they're Hispanic too so they don't even look like me at all and I'm like you can't tell we're twins like she looks <laughs> just like me
0: so you got the you got the big family going. It's, it seems like well I guess this is like a question that I, I've asked a lot of people my league especially for you. It, like it's maybe even more so is that like the whole mental energy of like caring for kids that a lot of parents have to deal with and I don't deal with is kind of a harsh word, but at times like it can be stressful. So that whole stressful element, like does it drag you down in terms of like an energy perspective? Cause you are one of the most energetic people. I feel like I've ever come into contact with.
1: Um, I feel like definitely it can, but like, so like emotionally it can, but I feel like physically it doesn't. Does that make sense?
0: It does, but it's surprising. Cause so I know like for me, they're like so intertwined. Like if I'm emotionally drained, like my endurance or like my workouts are going to suffer.
1: Yeah. Which sometimes they do for me. And then I think other times, like, I don't know, maybe if I'm, I don't know, like, mad about something with my kids or stressed about something a run is like just what I need you know
0: oh okay so it's like that getting that release yeah I see I see so when did running become part of your life you know it, obviously you're you know, were you know as I said in the intro like you're a marathoner you've been kicking butt you've been improving a ton recently which is so fun to watch but when did it become a major part of your life
1: I actually started running when I was going through my divorce in 2010 and it was this long, ugly divorce that took a year. And, you know, I, I would be asked out on dates to go, like go hang out with guys or go on a date and I wasn't divorced. So I didn't want to go out with them. So I started running until it was final. So when I didn't have my kids, I would just that's when I started running. I would just start. Just okay. Cause I couldn't date. I couldn't really do anything. It's like, I'd have my kids one weekend, the next weekend. It's like, sometimes I'd go out with my girlfriends, but then I just, that's when I started running. That's when I ran my first half marathon. So yeah.
0: And here you stuck with it. So obviously like after a year, like you mentioned the divorce passed, what made you want to stick with running besides like, the physical and like attention, like just just putting this somewhere else besides your social life.
1: Um, so I don't know if it's like this for you, but like, it always takes me like six to eight weeks. And then it's like, I'm addicted and I like have to run. Like if I don't run, like I, I don't like, I need to run every day. I don't run on Sundays, but like in my head, that's the only day that I'll like allow myself like not to run and be okay. So, now,
0: is that, is that like you need a day off or is that more like a religious thing?
1: Uh, kind of both.
0: Okay. It,
1: yeah, I do choose to do it for my religion, but then I like having the day off too. So yeah,
0: I'd say both. Okay. So when you're, when you really got into it, like that whole six, eight week, all right, now I'm addicted. Was it, like, full bore ahead? Like, because I see that, like, how much improvement you've had recently. So, like, were you – are you approaching, like, the last, like, year or two differently than you were, like, the first six years?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, the first six years, I really – so, my dad is – he was a huge runner. And um, I would run with him a lot. And so, he would always write my schedule. And so, I would run maybe – I think he had me start out running five days a week and it stressed me out. And I was like, dad, I just want to run four days a week. And this is when I had like started training for my first marathon. So I was only running four or five days a week and it was kind of stressing me out. So he, he made me, he had me run four days a week. And so I like never thought. Actually run six days a week but now that I have been doing it consistently since I started I started with the Hanson's program last year and that had me running six days a week and I've just ran six days a week since then and I'm just used to it but yeah it's different lots more time lots more miles like lots more workouts that I didn't even know about I posted on Instagram the other day like I actually had never heard of a temple run before I started Hanson's. Like never did one, never even heard of it until I started doing Hanson's. So yeah, two different worlds I'd say from when I started running to now.
0: And what made you want to start more of a structured plan?
1: Well, you know, I think it was just Boston You know, I tried to qualify for Boston my first marathon, and I got these awful blisters on my pinky toes at mile 20. I mean, I still remember, like, coming in. I think it was, like, eight minutes off, and I was like, dang it, I didn't qualify for Boston, and I kept trying and trying. And I think last year when I actually did qualify for Boston and it wasn't a time that I could ever run it, I think that's what changed in me. I think I thought, well, I did it. So now let's get a running time. And I think since then, I've just been like, okay, now I'm going to qualify for Boston. Now I want this time. Now I want to do this. So like my goals keep changing, but I think it was, it all started with that first BQ that I got.
0: And what about the Boston marathon for you was like this, like this, that first original goal. Did you know people who were running it or was it just like, it just aligns with three thirty for a lot of people, so it's just kind of like a natural a natural goal point.
1: Yeah, I think I just thought it would be awesome to qualify for Boston on my first marathon. My cousin that I ran with, she did and I don't know. I think, you know, my dad it took him like years and years to qualify and then he ended up re keep requalifying he requalified like nine or ten times in a row, and so I was like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So, I don't know. I just – everyone wants to run Boston, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, your dad must have been quite a runner, man, going a whole decade of qualifying in a row. That's huge.
1: He he has an awesome story. He was swept his first marathon, like literally swept, and I think he, he ran – a ton more to try to qualify and never did. And then he finally got to where he qualified. He just kept requalifying. I think he qualified nine times in a row. So it was an awesome story because he actually got swept his first marathon. He, he was an awesome runner.
0: So is he just one of those people who like is just so full of grit? Like he like sets himself for a goal and would just go after it no matter what? Or was he just like, Using running for other purposes, and then just got sucked in over time.
1: No, he totally like he just he wants something, he goes and does it. Like I remember, I'd come home and he did a couple fifty milers. I I'd come home. I lived with him for a year when I was divorced, and I'd walk downstairs and he'd be running on the treadmill. And I'm like, Dad, what mile are you at? He, he's like, Mile thirty two. Oh my god! On a treadmill? Pace. Yeah, on a treadmill. Oh my god! On a treadmill. So he, he wants something and he just, he gets it. He does whatever it takes. So he definitely has tons of grit. Yeah.
0: So do you have that? Cause I feel like you do.
1: Um, I, yeah, I think I do. I'm pretty, I'm pretty stubborn too. So like, if someone's like, you can't do that. I'm like, mm, watch me. I'm going to, <laughs> <laughs> Or so yeah, I, I think I get that from him.
0: He's kind of the same way. So you, so you, you know, so you had that Boston marathon goal that first time didn't work out for you. You all of a sudden start, you know, using the Hanson's method, which is obviously, you know, they're, they're a great coaching team. They do wonderful things up there in Michigan. Um, What was it like in terms of your marathon progression? Like, where did you start? You said you were eight minutes up on Boston qualifying the first time. I suppose that 343 or so.
1: Um, yeah, I got a 343. And then I had tried to qualify a couple other times and bombed those marathons. Um, So my next, so the next time I had run to try to qualify was St. George in 2017. And then it was Hanson's that I started was right after that. And how did that go? It was good. It was hard. Um, I started running with Janae, who's super fast. And... Your friend,
0: your friend Janae, has if anyone follows you on social media, they're well versed in Janae. You guys are like yeah. best running friends, no doubt about it.
1: Yes, love Janae. <laughs> so I started running with her, and she's super fast. She's super smart at running, which I'm not. Like, she gets the, all the logistics of running and I'm like oh okay you tell me to do it and I'll do it but I don't know why I'm doing it so I started running with her and started hitting all the paces like on fatigued legs like I'd be so surprised like Hanson's would do these hard workouts during the week and then you'd have a long run on Saturday with a tempo in between and I'd be like I don't even know how we're gonna do this can we even do it? And we would do it or we'd do it faster. And I was like, holy cow. Like, I don't know. Hanson's. It was hard, but Hanson's is just like, I guess it's a lot like my program now, like just running six days a week. I don't know. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think they're, I feel like their brand is all about cumulative fatigue. Yeah. So not like, not like run five miles a day during the week and then bang out a 20 miler, which there's nothing inherently wrong with that. You know what I mean? Everyone's, everyone's, you know, I'm
1: not mm-hmm. going to bang
0: on any program. Like if that works for you, great. Yeah. Like, who am I to say, but it's like, that's not their style though. Their style is more like, all right, no, like we're just going to build fatigue over time over this whole cycle. So like you might max out like a 15, 16 mile run, or maybe time on your feet is two to two and a half hours as opposed to like these epic long runs, but the cumulative fatigue will all, will, will get you to the starting line.
1: Yes. Yes. And it, it does. It works. I'm, I'm a fan of Hanson's, but I'm just a fan of more miles. I think the more miles you run, the f- I don't get these people that say you don't need to run a lot of miles to run a fast marathon. I, I do for me, maybe some people don't, but I think the more miles you run, like the Hanson's program or like your are McCurdy trained. I kind of feel like my legs are fatigued when the end of the week, I have a long run with my coach now.
0: Right. And your coach is Michael Crouch.
1: Yeah. Michael,
0: the infamous Michael who of the McCurdy cutouts. I got to ask you about this. So you, <laughs> so you had, a, I think it was, was it right before your last marathon, you had like the pictures of the McCurdy cutouts. You're like, like life size. Like, yeah. Tell, tell me about this.
1: Well, I kept teasing Michael, like, so you guys are gonna do a shakeout run for me and Janae, right? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I think I think he was on vacation. And so then I had commented on McCurdy, like, oh, St. George feels left out when he was saying that they were gonna be there for all these marathons, like Indy and. I can't remember. He like central is
0: one of them. And then he'll be a CIM and yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he, he had listed them all and I was like, Oh, St. George is feeling left out. And then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to have Michael and James come. <laughs> so of course my husband always is like, Lindsay, you are so weird. Like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, cause I'm funny. That's why I like, you're not funny. So you don't get it. <laughs> So I had my friend, um, her husband works at a, he like is over this printing shop. And I'm like, hey, can you blow up these pictures? But I did message Sarah, Michael's wife, and had her send me the pictures. I was like, I need a full-size picture of James and and Michael for some shenanigans. Is that okay? She's like, oh, heck yes. (laughs) So she emailed them to me and. You know, we drove down to St. George with Michael and James in the car.
0: There you go. You can hop in the uh, hop in the carpool lane.
1: Yep. Buckle them up in the back seat. <laughs> I have thought about more shenanigans with them. They're just in my gym right now, and every time my kids walk by the gym, they're like, "Oh my gosh, mom, can you move them? They freak me out." Because they always <laughs> think like someone's staring at them in the gym. <laughs>
0: Well, they kind of are. You should like set it up next to your running shoes, so like you're like you're about to head on a, on a run, and like your coach is literally w- looking at you, putting on your running <laughs> shoes, like tisk tisk tisk. You should have left fifteen <laughs> minutes ago. Time to get at it.
1: I know. There's like lo- there's lots more jokes I I can do with those uh, cutouts.
0: No, I love We're it. Gonna... So let's talk. Let's talk about Saint George. So since um you know since the first time you broke you got your first BQ 2017 Saint George you. I feel like you give a lot of credit to other people with their running ability. I know this because you give me credit, like a lot of undeserved credit for my running. You send me notes all the time, which is hysterical because you have gotten so darn fast. So do you have certain goals in mind, both short and long-term? So you had that, that BQ goal, which we've talked about, but do you have like a long-term goal? Because you've done so well recently. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just amazing to me like how quick the progression is, especially for somebody who, you know, you, you really like, you know, you put the focus on so many other people, but like, you've been straight killing it.
1: Oh, thanks. Um, so yeah, I have some long, some like long-term goals, but I'm always afraid to like put them out there. Cause I'm like, what if I jinx it?
0: Okay. Why so do you have, so, do you have, do you have like history with that in the past? Like, you know, long-term well, goals have not gone well? I don't,
1: I feel like in the past, yeah, because there was those three marathons that I tried re- hard to qualify for Boston. And, you know, one I dressed wrong and it was like a raining and snowing and I was freezing. The other one I found out I was pregnant the night before the marathon. So I was like, I can't run a marathon. I'm pregnant. Even though I'd been training for months So I kind of feel like maybe I jinxed my I jinxed myself like back. Oh, I got
0: hold on, I gotta ask that question then. So so what was so why did you take just just walk me through like the weekend of that marathon where you took the pregnancy test like the the night before the marathon? Okay.
1: If I can even yeah, it was like the night before the marathon, I just started thinking like I had been feeling off that week and I was like, I don't know, I think I'm pregnant. And we had been trying, but I wasn't, I wasn't like, it wasn't super easy to get pregnant with Packer. So I didn't think I'd get pregnant with Lakey that fast. So I would, I don't know. I just was like, yeah, I'm just going to take a test. And <laughs> I took a test and I'm like, um, oh, I don't know. It just, I mean, obviously I was excited to be pregnant, but I was so nervous because I was going to be, running the next day and that's all I could think about all night long was like I'm pregnant like what if I run this marathon and I have a miscarriage like I had even called my OB and I was like can I run this marathon and she's like yeah you've been training for it you'll be fine like just you know stay hydrated watch your heartbeat you know and I was like okay and like she gave me the go-ahead but I just in my head I just mentally I couldn't do it
0: right yeah and obviously like you know you, you want to be safe and, you know miscarriages are shockingly common people don't talk about it very often but they are common and i think a lot most families have been associated with them at some level um my, my family included but you know it's also it's just so interesting that like that it came up like once you got it in your head like there was probably no way not to take it right it's not like you could yeah. like, be like i wonder if i'm pregnant be like no i don't want to know I wanna know yeah. on Sunday, not <laughs> like not tonight. Yeah, exactly. It's oh, like man.
1: one of those things you want you gotta find out then, right?
0: Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. All right, so take me to the St. George's marathon this year because what was the time it you? was it like three seventeen you ran? This year? Yeah.
1: Um a
0: 306 306 i like had it all right like, my my little paper here got all smudged i was like i like, walked to my car in the rain In
1: mount charleston
0: that was thinking of Mount charleston all right so 306 yeah. which is unbelievably fast and anyone who knows you knows that like you play down your speed so much so let's talk about this because that is just it's it is remarkable so you know going back a year and a half did you think that you had that in you
1: um, a year and a half ago. No, I probably wouldn't have ever thought that.
0: So when did it come into your, into your consciousness that you were of that, you know, not just that talent, but like that this was something that you had trained enough for that you would be able to do it.
1: Um, I think just when I signed up with McCurdy to be coached, I think I thought, like, Michael's really encouraging. He's a he's an awesome coach. Like, even with all my shenanigans that I do, <laughs> you know, like, if I have a down day or if I'm like, oh, I, can I even run that? Like, he'll throw in a workout. Can I even run that? Yeah, you can run that, you know. But he's very, I think he's very conservative, too. The goal going into St. George was a 310. And I had kept, I kept telling Michael, like, I want as close to a three hour marathon that I can, because then I would have PR'd 19 minutes three times in a row on my marathon. And he's like, yeah, that'd be cool. But I don't think that should be your a goal. <laughs> I don't want you to be disappointed. And so we had come up with a hundred nine three ten was going to be, was the goal for St. George.
0: So when you say you came up with, is it like a back and forth process where you guys discuss it? Or is it a goal that he just analyzes your training and then just basically says, I think you're capable of doing X?
1: I kind of, I think both. I I had told him when I had signed up with him in April that I want to run a 310 in St. George. And he was like, yeah, I, I think that's doable from your Mount Charleston race time. I think we can get you there. So I think both, I think he looks at, you know, the workouts and what I can, what I've done. And then we kind of talk and see how I'm feeling, what he thinks.
0: All right. So you, you got the three ten 10 goal. You, now you go into the race, you you know, obviously you're planning for that. What did the beginning of the race? let say the first half of the race look like for you, considering that you, you, you know, you blew that time out of the water right? Like what, what did you feel in the first half, half marathon?
1: So the first half, I was actually a little bit panicked. You know, I felt really good. It was raining just a little bit and it was a little bit cold. So, but I felt good. I felt really good. And, um, me and Janae ran together the goal. We were like, Hey, we're going to stay together till the half. And then the rule is like, we try to stay together till the half. And then, Whoever can take off if you feel good. No pressure. So I felt really good. Um,
0: What was the time?
1: The the first half that we ran, it was a 137.44. So we were actually off the time that we were supposed to be because Michael coaches her too. So we were off the time that he told us. We were supposed to run about a 7.15 and we were running a 7.27. So I was panicked. I remember telling Janae, like, when we got to the half, I'm like, I just want to sit down and cry because we're so behind. The 315 pacer was ahead of us. I was starting to get a little bit of anxiety because of where we were, but I I felt good was the thing. Like, there wasn't a reason why we were running slow, probably because I was goofing around the first half.
0: Okay. What does that mean? I'm so curious.
1: Well... (laughs) Well, like, I had taken off my rain jacket, my AirPod fell out, I had to hurry and pick it up, and then Kimberly met us at, like, Vail, which is, like, mile eight, and I'm like, hold my hand, Janae, we gotta take a picture for Karen, because Karen, uh, how about a run, she had just posted her marathon photo with her husband of them holding hands running the race.
0: Oh my So, <laughs> so was, that's, like, that's Karen Howe, who's running New York City Marathon this weekend. And Kimberly, yeah. that's Kimberly McBride, my Instagram or my Instagram life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, Kimberly, record us. We're going to reenact Karen's picture. So we were doing that, kind of just goofing around like I always am. So I, we probably lost some time because of me, but it worked out. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So you hit that mark, right? You're, you're at, you know, at this point you're kind of, if you, if you keep running that pace, you're going to be about five minutes short of your goal. Yeah. So when did you, what was the process by which you started cranking up, cranking up the speed?
1: So St. George is more hilly the first half. And Janae, when I told her, I'm in a, I'm like, I just want to lay down and cry. She's like, we're going to make up for it. The, the downhill's coming, and she was right, so the downhill hit, and I think downhill running is one of my I, I'm probably better at that than hills than uphill down it's it's a strength, and so we just started cruising, and I felt really good. we were running um we were running like six and a half minute miles. Like, Holy cow. I think most of the time. Um, the second part of that race, um, I remember Cameron Bennett, which I always forget her Instagram handle. Is it try run Tam, run try Tam? She's going to be like, Lindsay, you're so dumb. Um, she came to run with us at mile eight. So she was running with us and I think it was mile 24 or 20, 23 or 24. I can't remember. I said, you guys, I feel really good. I'm going to go. And they were like, Hey, go. And Tamarin was still running with me. And she's like, do you want me to stay with you? I said, no, run with Janae. Make sure she comes in right behind me. Stick with her. I'm good. So I, I came running in and my second half was a one twenty-eight forty-one. 41. I think it Holy was.
0: Holy cow.
1: And Janae came in like one minute behind me with Cameron.
0: So you ran nine minute faster on your second half than the first half. Obviously you said it was, it was downhill um, compared to not downhill the first half, but that was a remarkable improvement. So did you feel like you were pushing through some physical or mental challenges near the end because you were going so fast?
1: No, Matt, it was so weird. I felt amazing the whole race like I never thought when is this race over oh my gosh where's mile 26 where's the finish line like I was like loving every second like it was like a dream race like I never I did feel a little bit sick about I think it was about mile 25 and a quarter or like 25.75 I started feeling a little bit lethargic, like I was going to puke. And I was like, okay, just slow it down. There's no reason to puke. You already hit your goal. So I just slowed it down a little bit and it went away and I felt amazing. Like that was the only thing the whole race. It was just for a split second. I felt a little bit nauseous. So I slowed it down. It was, I don't know what happened that race, but I felt amazing the whole time. I wish it was like that for every race.
0: (gasps) Now do you have like a like a kind of like a new approach for these marathons now? I mean you have this obvious drastic negative split. Like not just a negative split, an enormous negative split. Like do you feel like that played a part in it in terms of feeling fresh near the end?
1: I do. I I think it did. Um I know that the plan was to take the first half slower. Obviously we went too slow and it was hard. It was hard not to try to speed up during those miles but we were like no like we had it written on some kt tape and then taped to our arms like what where we were supposed to be each mile and we're like no don't go faster we're going too fast we need to slow down so we slow down and obviously we'd had slowed down too much but yeah i think i think that helped a lot and that was hard to do to take that
0: slow and After, not immediately after the race, but after you had some time to like recover and reflect on the fact that all of a sudden now you're a 306 marathoner, which is a pretty elite company, um, for, you know, for amateur runners, how does that affect how you view your running future in terms of what you, what you think you're capable of with even more, you know, sustained effort and time?
1: Well, hmm. I don't, now I feel like, well, I can do anything, can't I? Like, maybe not in six months or a year, but eight years down the road, you can run as fast as you want, right? <laughs> um, I told Michael, like, for Boston, I want a sub three at Boston for my first Boston marathon. And he he thinks that we can do it as long as the weather holds up hoping for good weather in boston and that's the goal
0: well it's always good weather at boston you'll be fine
1: that's right (laughs) i'm not even worried about it i mean i could bring slippers for if it's like last year and totally sub three
0: (laughs) i know right you just have janae janae get on like a jet ski right you can just like you're just like get like a little uh just water ski behind her
1: yes totally
0: That's great. So, so did you have any workouts in this cycle that you felt like were like a pivotal moment or was it just like a continuous linear build where you just saw small improvements kind of week after week?
1: Yeah, I think I just saw small improvements because there was a lot of workouts that I was like, oh man, I hope he doesn't have us do that again. That was hard. Yeah. I feel like
0: that was like twice a week. I would say, you see, like say something like that either like before. Before workout, like you in your car, like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like yeah. after the fact, be like, I'm never doing that again.
1: Yeah. I like would have to like talk myself into doing it. And then actually I had one the other day. Um, I didn't hit one of my paces, like 40 seconds, 30 seconds off. And he, Michael was like, it's okay. We'll get it next time. And I'm like, no, you can't make me do that again. I won't do it. <laughs> it was hard. But yeah, I think over time. I just think little by little, like I thought I started seeing improvements. I still don't think I, I still don't think I anticipated a three Oh six marathon though.
0: So did you ever feel with that being the case that maybe around mile 20, 21, 22, obviously you felt good, but did you have any self doubt? Like, I'm feeling good right now, but this might come crashing down. Like, or did you just feel so confident and buoyant about like your current, current pace that you just kind of went with it?
1: Well, I, I did have that thought. I was like, you know, I feel good now, but what if I don't at the end? And then I kept remembering, Michael said that the race starts at 20, the last 10 K is what you make it. If you want a 309, if you want a three Oh nine, keep this pace. If you want faster run. And so I just kept running. I'm like if I feel sick, I guess I'll slow down. But I remember hitting the 25-mile mark and I looked, they have a clock at the 25-mile and it said 2:59 and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I did it. I'm going to I'm going to sub 3:10." I didn't know what it would be, but yeah. I did have those thoughts, but they didn't get to me.
0: That's awesome congratulations i'm I'm so happy for you and it was inspiring because like you you know like you have fun with your training you like are fun loving person like as we've talked about and while you take your running seriously you don't take yourself too seriously so it's it was was inspiring to see you knock it out of the park and reach a level that a lot of people me included would love to get to someday but feel like there are certain points maybe even more often than not where we're like, man, that ain't never going to happen. But like to see you do, it was awesome. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um, I think anybody can do it. I think it just, I mean, I do think a coach helps totally. Would you agree that? Cause, um, James is your coach, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I, I think they help or a plan. I'm like, it'd be, it, I like the Hanson's plan. I like having a coach better though. Um, kind of puts a little pressure on, I feel like, to hit the paces or get the run done. I don't know if you feel that way.
0: I like the accountability of it, and I like not, not having to make any decisions. Yes. Like, yeah. it's like, all right, this is the plan for today. Like, I don't have to think about it myself. Like, I feel like, you know, if, if like in a vacuum, I could probably create for myself a plan that would work just fine, just like going on the Internet cherry picking stuff here and there and like putting something together for like 12 weeks.
1: And yeah. I'm sure like
0: I'd probably create something that's similar to what I was potentially going to do, but not having to like create it combined with the fact that I'm like, held accountable. I just feel like puts me in a better mindset. Whereas like yeah. if I did it myself, I could, you know, all of a sudden like stress out about it. Cause I'm not sure like I'm doing the right stuff and then easily to rationalize not doing it because I'm not answering to anybody.
1: Yes, totally. Yeah, I agree.
0: So that's a big deal. All right, hey. So let me ask you some of the questions we like to do at the end of every show. First of all, thank you for coming on. I always love our chats. Um, yeah, which is always so funny because like well, you call me one time, you're like, "I need some five k advice from you." I'm like, "You're faster than me." What, you, <laughs> what, you, what yeah. advice do you want I had made? never
1: run a five k, and you're like the five k king. You're like running them all the time. I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: I run a lot of 5Ks because I don't train enough for run marathons, like y'all. That's, that's the only reason. 5Ks um, are harder. <laughs> oh no i I beg to I beg to differ on that. My two marathon experiences were like the two hardest running experiences of my life. Like I almost never want to do it again. So I'll, I'll take a 5K over a marathon any day. I always laugh when I see ultra marathoners say they'd rather do an ultra marathon than a 5K because 5Ks are harder. I'm like I don't yeah. know, man. Like
1: I would I'm over in 5K world. I disagree. <laughs> well, that's because you're the king of them.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's a, it's a kingdom of one in that case. If I'm the king, there's no one else in the, in the kingdom. Um, Whatever. <laughs> all right, so if you're going on a run, are you going headphones or no headphones?
1: I always wear one AirPod, so yeah, headphones.
0: Okay, one AirPod, and I knew that. So give the backstory for that. Why is, why is it one AirPod?
1: Just because I like to hear if there's, I like to hear the cars, I like to know, like, my surroundings I like to be aware so I think just wearing one helps me to be able to like tune out my thoughts if I get discouraged in my run or get sidetracked then I can listen focus on the music but I can still hear what's around me
0: right and you had a little experience last week where you you, you had a little creeper following you and you were able to yeah, take, was, take, take, take action was
1: crazy I'm like where's my mace I don't need my mace, I'll just call my mom, so she came and followed me. She's awesome. I was creepy though
0: yeah what do you see so you, you saw them four different times on like a on like a like a lonely road?
1: Well, you know, I was actually on a busy street, oh, but okay. I was turning onto this farm road where there's nobody like in the afternoon, nobody runs down there. There's runners there in the morning, like I've seen a couple of people but i it actually creeps me out to run that road by myself especially without mace and just this guy following me. And I'm like, if he lives around here, he probably knows. Like if he sees me turn down that way, he's going to like, I don't know. He was, he was creepy. He kept, he'd like drive by and stare. So I was like, um, yeah.
0: So mom to the rescue. I love it. Yeah. Call my mommy. (laughs) Good for her. And Hey, good for you for noticing. Cause I mean, shoot, I, I know for me, like I'm completely oblivious to that stuff. Um, I probably have the luxury of being oblivious to it. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. so, you so know, some people, you know, they just need to be more aware, um, which sucks, but it's also the truth. And so yeah. good for you for being aware and noticing it. Cause I think a lot of people, me included would have just been like, you know, would have never, would have never seen it coming.
1: Yeah. I'm just like, I'm not going to take my chances. Even if he is going back and forth to the gas station, who knows what he's doing. I'm not, I'm not going to risk it.
0: Yeah, good point. All right, so you got the one AirPod in. What are you listening to?
1: Um, Everything. I've been listening to Imagine Dragons a lot lately.
0: Oh, that's my I son's to... favorite. He he can't is, get enough. Is
1: it? Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I've got some edited versions of Eminem in there. I've got Macklemore. I've got some country songs. I have, like, songs that my kids have picked out. Like... I can't even remember the show, but sailor, my 11 year old, she has some songs on there. Sometimes I listen to sailors dope playlist, which is like anything. The teenagers are listening to right now,
0: (laughs) which I have no, which I have no idea what that would be. I'm like,
1: I can't even think of them. I know like Cardi B's in there and there's some like Hamilton music. There's some, Oh, greatest showman songs in there. Sometimes I listen to that. Anything, really.
0: Alright, so what, what is some advice that you give others about running but have have uh, trouble following?
1: Okay, wait. Repeat that.
0: Alright, so what is some advice that you give other people about running but that you have trouble following?
1: Um, okay. Take your easy runs easy. <laughs> I have a hard time doing that and i don't know i think just like trust trust your training i think i was talking to my friend running new york and i'm like trust your training it's there you have got this you've done everything perfect taper mode makes you crazy your easy runs are going to feel hard but then when i was tapering for st george i'm like i can't even run a marathon this is too hard and i'm at a 9 minute pace and i'm dying But I'm like, you know, everything, everybody tells you all the little things like trust your training, take your easy run slow, you're going to, you'll be fine. I don't do that myself. Like I'm always freaking out the week of the race and doubting myself and wondering like, how can I even run a marathon when I've only ran 20 miles and it was slow, you know, just so I would trust your training
0: that's a good one i like that one not a lot of people use that one and that might be one of my favorites so yeah I, i'm with you on that one 100 percent. so if you could run only one more race for the rest of your life but you could run it every year what race would that be saint
1: george saint george marathon
0: got it all right other end of the spectrum what's your bucket list race
1: mm, probably boston because all the races I want to run are on Sunday, so I won't run them. I'll just pretend I am. So, Boston.
0: <laughs> virtual, a virtual race?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Boston. I love it. And then last one before I get into it. Thank you so much for coming on. This is a blast. Um, who is your dream running partner? And you?
1: Can I be really cheesy and just say that I love my partner right now, and she's a dream to run with, Janae? I guess any of my friends on Instagram I'd love to run with.
0: Thank you, Lindsay, for coming on the show. The audio cut out right at the end there. But you know what? That was the last question. So if it was going to cut out anywhere, that was probably the best bar for it to cut out. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show. Always so much fun to talk to you. Follow Lindsay. On Instagram, Um, you'll be glad you did. Her uh, bio uh, or her handle, I should say, um, will be in the show notes to this. It's actually Runneria. um, Like, I'm not gonna say what it's like. Anyway, her Instagram handle is (laughs) Runneria. You know, like everything, it's hilarious when it comes to Lindsay. So, also, thank you to Run for PRs coaching. If you don't have a coach, go get one goodness gracious if you heard me on here before if you listen to this podcast you know a coach is going to help you hey get a christmas gift for yourself get a coach or have your loved one buy you a coach for christmas wouldn't that be nice such a good gift also megaton coffee speaking of the holidays listen holidays are stressful you got a lot of stuff going in your life you're probably going to drink a little bit more coffee why not just have great tasting coffee that's twice as caffeinated it makes your life easier and it tastes really really good okay that's it for me Have a great day and happy running.